Hey everybody, it's Thursday. That means it's time for Hardcore Honeys presents hashtag NBA Twitter. Thanks to everybody who took the time to tune in. If you are watching in replay, thank you for checking us out. Uh, it's been another week. How's it going, Taylor? Good. Just trying to live that COVID life. Yeah, it's getting rough, eh? Yep. Yep. A. Eh? Oof. <laughs> hey, I am proudly Canadian. I am never going to stop saying A. <laughs> A. Okay. Perfect. A. Awesome. So what do we have for tweets for me this week? We've got some fun stuff this week. So we're going to start with one. It's This is a combo one for the first time because I thought the back and forth on this was interesting. So the original tweet comes from uh, Yahoo Sports, at Yahoo Sports. Okay. And they are making the point that Paul Pierce left LeBron James off his all-time list, his top five all-time list. And so they thought they would throw a little bit of shade by posting this graphic here showing um, a few other performances by people like Kobe Bryant, Dirk, um, Paul Pierce, and Dwayne Wade. Uh -huh. So we'll start with what your take is on what Yahoo had to say. I mean, I like the player choice that they had. Right. I thought I think they chose some real good clutch performers with it. So there's, I think that's, I think that shows a solid comparison instead of just like it's just some other random players. So I, right. Paul Pierce is the. Gosh, he he annoys me. I think that's me why Kendrick Perkins does too. I think it might be just like that Celtic squad, minus Garnett and a little bit Ray Allen. Everyone else on that Celtic squad, like. So I think that's might be one reason why I just want Paul Pierce to shut up too. So that's a little bit like entertaining to you then that they they decided to throw shade in that. Oh, way. Oh yeah, perfect. I I think that's great on Yahoo's part, being like, okay, backup truth. Let's throw down. Let's throw down some truth for you right now. It don't okay. Look well, then that that will lead interestingly into the reply to this tweet from at um, Legend Sports Seven. Uh, he says he added Paul Pierce in this and says, Paul Pierce, you're going to sit back and take this disrespect. I don't know what's up with the shots fired from Yahoo. This is just plain disrespectful. Paul Pierce is an all-time great with in-depth knowledge of the NBA and its history. So I mean, I'm not knocking the, the guy's super talented. Yeah. But his takes are not good. Okay, so here's the interesting thing. So um he chose that clip. That's an embarrassing clip. This was the person oh the person in the reply. I don't, well, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that clip they had it's the Nate Robinson hopping over Paul Pierce. That's, okay. not a, that's not a good that's not the best video you can have to defend your point. So maybe take that into account, John, next time. <laughs> yeah, pick a better a pick a better shot instead of him let's, flying let's and it's mate jumping over him. Yeah, see <laughs> like that is one of the most awkward moments. It really is awkward. Eh? Oh, God. Oh, it makes you cringe. 
It makes you cringe. All right, let's make it stop. So I found this one interesting because um, some of the pe somebody that I follow on my personal account, um, mm -hmm. Life and Repeat, who does a Raptors blog, commented on this um, and said, basically, I hate to agree with Paul Pierce, but I kind of see his point. And I ended up kind of thinking the same thing with him leaving LeBron out of his top five because... And I feel the same way. Like, I really, 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 really hate to agree with Paul Pierce. Like, even back when, I, like, he was one of those people for me when he joined the league. I looked at him once and I'm like, you are a walking ego and I can't stand you. Oh, yeah. Instant and it never faded. Like, he's never done anything to change that opinion for me. Nope. So he's one of those people that, like, when I'm like, eh, he might have a point. It really, it like, it hurts. Did, it's a little bit. Who, are, who was his top five then? Um, I don't remember, but you know what? I will look that up and I will retweet this tweet with the top five. Okay, you'll retweet it. So that, okay, so we can. I need to see his top five for me to be completely like, what right. the? That's fair. That's a fair point for sure. I guess okay, so we'll leave five. that one there. Our next one comes from uh, Swipa Season 5. Swipa Season 5. Yeah, these Twitter names are, are man. Yeah, Twitter names are real crazy. <laughs> Anything and any everything, right? Yep. So he is asking, who is worse, Nick Wright yep. or Skip, Skip Bayless? Skip. You Skip? Why Skip? Skip. Because he's annoying with it too. He's <laughs> so like okay. Nick Nick is kind or is arrogant, but like Skip is on a whole other level. He is reality show level. Right. I think the difference for me between them comes down to the fact that I don't believe that Skip believes everything he says. No. I think a lot of the times he's just saying stuff to say exactly. stuff. Exactly. He yeah. is. Like and I do find Nick annoying sometimes. And sometimes he definitely says basketball stuff that I just pick apart. Like I've written articles picking apart his takes. But. I feel like he actually believes what he's everything that he says he believes and he's just wrong. In my opinion, he's just wrong. Sometimes. No, yeah. Skip's uh, a total troll. Like so that's all Skip is. Yeah. And that's why he got the big bucks because he's, he's a, a troll. Yeah. And people love seeing that. I trust oh. Stephen A. Smith before Skip. Oh, that's saying a lot because Stephen A says some ridiculous stuff. He says some ooh. ridiculous things, but then there's times where it's like, ooh, he proved a real good point. Every once in a while, it's like, yeah, same with Colin, Colin Cowherd. Every I once in a while, I agree with him, but there's a handful of times where I'm like, you're right. And like sometimes they're like, I profoundly agree with them. Like, holy crap. Like, I can't even. Damn yep. it, Colin. I don't like agreeing with you, but you're leaving me no choice. <laughs> yep, pretty much. But skip <laughs> for me. He's out of all... He's No, yeah, he's the worst. And I know he won't care what I have to say about him anyway. So there we go. It works out for everyone. There you go. All right, here's our next one. So this is coming back a little bit to the Celtics. And this was one of those ones that I looked at it and I just like <laughs> laughed right out loud. So I was like, okay, that one's got to be in. So this comes from uh, Silver Screen and Roll, which is a Lakers account um, at Laker SBN. The worst thing the Lakers have ever done is make the 2008 Celtics think they're special. 
Yes. <laughs> you see why I included that one, right? <laughs> like, I, you know my love for Garnett. And I do. And I don't mind him in the green. I liked it. Like, he, he did great things. But, like, yeah. I feel like they were, like, the, the best things since sliced bread. And it's like, yeah, you got a title yeah. your first year. And then you made the title the next year, but you didn't win it. Like, well, and the, the thing that I think about that was interesting, especially for this week, since we, we were talking about Paul Pierce, is I wonder how much of that was the whole team and how much of it is the fact that Paul Pierce just, that ego that we talked about just seems to overshadow any and everybody else that was on that team. I don't know that the rest of the team has necessarily expressed that level of self-importance the way that Paul Pierce has. Oh yeah. You know what? But like he, like when, when he talks about that championship, it, you think that was like his sixth in a three-peat, like the bull oh, did. Yeah, it was like, exactly. dude, it's <laughs> only thing that's ever brought up with him. And like whenever he talks, well, yeah. back when we won the title, we get it, right. um, and that's super. It's especially annoying as as a Raptors fan because no one would let us get away with that. No, exactly. Like ever, it's just because it's the Celtics, <laughs> and, and it's been forever yeah. since they've won anything. So long, so long. Like that's another thing that bothers me with sometimes interacting with Lakers fans is like, oh, we have this many championships all time. I'm like, yeah, how many of those guys are on your current team? Like I had that conversation with somebody last season when they were not good when LeBron was there for the first year. I was like, it doesn't matter that you have 25. I think it's 25 because I think the Celtics have 26. Um, it doesn't matter that you have 26 all time. None of those guys are still playing for your team. So Five of those rings belong matter. in Minnesota. Just saying. Uh, Five of them belong in Minnesota. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, if man. you're gonna go to Los Angeles, change the name. There's no lakes in Los Angeles. No, I don't disagree with you, especially because the name is like it's not like um, a team that's named after an animal moving around. It was named after something that is geographically specific. Exactly, something to that's true to the area. So, I totally, I totally feel your point. On if that. you're gonna that's change, true. like if you're gonna. Change the team name, fine. Then for that, okay, whatever. But it's that's like a middle finger to Minnesota. That's why Minnesota's true <laughs> rival, only real rival, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Because we're not good enough to have any other legit rival. Our biggest rival is, man, they took our team from us. It has to be about... Exactly. It, it has to be about the story instead of... That, exactly. You I have got to you, go I back got you. have any real story. You have to go back to 1950 where, like, I would be the tallest player on the court. <laughs> so, I mean, the struggle is real. But just saying, Minnesota... All right, well, I agree with you on the Timberwolves. I agree with you on the Timberwolves, so I think that's a good spot to move to the next one. <laughs> so we've got a poll from Josh Eberly. He is a uh, he writes for Hoops Magazine um, and a couple of other places, NBA Canada and Fan Sided. So he's doing a poll. Okay. He says, "Pretend we are enjoying Clippers Lakers this week 
like we would have in a normal time period. How do you think that series plays out? So we've got Clippers in four or five or five or, or sorry, Clippers in four or five or Clippers in six or seven or Lakers in four or five or Lakers in six or seven. Clips in six. Clips and six. Clips. I like the clips. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and cast the hardcore honey's vote for that one and let's see what the poll looks like. I mean All right, so that is the second most popular option. 51.4% for the Lakers in six or seven. I don't agree. So let's get into it. Why why is, why are the Clippers your pick? Because I just think you have Kawhi and then Paul George that can Switch on LeBron. Either one of them can switch. Um, right. And then... Um, with- and also, something that people, I think, tend to forget is that we haven't seen real Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't show up until the playoffs. He doesn't show up to the playoffs. He doesn't. And I yeah. just... He doesn't. Williams coming up. Lakers, Lakers don't have anyone coming off the bench that strikes fear. Lou Williams coming off the no. bench and Montrell Montrez Harrell. That strikes fear yeah. coming off the bench. And, and 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 that they have they strike that fear for very different reasons. They bring very different things off the bench. So they're not mm-hmm. canceling each other out. Right? So like you have to go you have to be an even deeper team to match up against their bench. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things all season people underestimated about the Clippers is they're deep. They're a deep team. Yeah. they. I, I wrote an article at the beginning of the season, the Battle of Los Angeles, and it was me breaking down which team with it. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't give, besides Lou and Montrez Harrell, I didn't give the bench that much credit. But I got to give it to Doc that he's putting right. the, he's putting the things together. Granted, he had a perfect yeah. team before. That's the other that's- thing you can't under. Yeah, you can't yeah. underestimate coaching like that for sure. No, you can't like as much as I don't. All right, really so like we passed our vote. Clips and six. <laughs> I'm happy at least with the Laker pick that they still go right. six or seven. So at least that okay, it's 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 actually True, a yeah. series. There's some res- yeah. yeah, there's still and there's respect there. It didn't go like overboard with the oh, Lakers. Well, yeah, because stuff, you have you have to realize sometimes happen. LeBron and Kawhi are it's probably the best matchup in the league. Those two when they play against each yeah. other. When I see them guarding each other, like that's the time where I'm like, okay. This is them pulling up the shorts and looking them dead in the eye at each other just because it's kind of – there yeah. is that battle between them. I think LeBron takes it a little bit yeah. more seriously than Kawhi does. That gives me an idea. So we're going to tweet from Hardcore Honeys. We're going to do a poll okay. and say if Kawhi and LeBron are the current best matchup in the league, who's the next? Who's next up to be that matchup that everybody wants to see? It's going to have to include Giannis. You know, our kind of younger up-and-coming stars, your Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And so we'll brainstorm that after. We'll tweet it out. So everybody, make sure you come back, check out our timeline, give us your votes. We'll talk about it next week, whatever, whatever our results end up being. Yes. So let me pull up our next one. I would have done that already, but I got 
distracted by having an idea. So, hey. Open Sesame. Okay, there we go. All right. So our next tweet is from One Man Wolf Pack. That's a fun name. I got to give kudos on that one. Wonder if he's a wolf. Um, so he's replying to the always controversial Kendrick Perkins. Um, and the image is comparing Reggie and Clay. Kendrick says both are five-time All-Stars. One has three rings. Who y'all got? With all due respect to the great Reggie Miller, I have to roll with Clay Thompson on this one. Surprise, so, surprise. Uh, I don't agree. <laughs> I kind of thought so. So you're going to probably be in uh, with our our response tweet that we're featuring from One Man Wolfpack. He says, bro, them weak rings got everybody in Warriors uniform highly overrated. Argue with your mama. I'm not debating facts. Reggie was the best player on his team. Clay right. has been the second or third best player on his team. He hasn't had to be the one right. to carry them. For anyone that's lost, watched The Last Dance, you learned that with Reggie yeah. Miller with it. And the only reason why yeah. he's got five all-star appearances is there was a stacked Eastern Conference when it came to shooting guards there. It's going to be hard to get into those spots unless you are doing top talent stuff. So I... Right. And then also the no ring. And I mean, he's he's in my top. Was that? I was gonna say he. I, was gonna say, I forgot. What I was gonna say. Go on. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say he's in probably like my top ten favorite shooters of all time to watch. Like his mechanics were horrible. Oh, I noticed yeah. that watching Last Dance this week too. Like man, his shot was not pretty, but man, did it fall. If you if you look at his career as it goes on, by his last season, his hands are literally yep. hitting apart, like they hit together. And I'm like, that's I know. that's what I noticed too. I'm like, what is what kind of follow through is that? <laughs> like, I was just like, how? when it's but moments I, like that, when I just growing up practicing the form, and then I look at NBA players that are great shooters that have form like that, I'm like, well, what the hell was I working on then? God. <laughs> I'm going to be working on so many other things instead of trying <laughs> to get this perfect Yeah, and my shot doesn't <laughs> fall with that. Oh, I got great mechanics, but it won't drop. It doesn't mean yeah. nothing for me. That's the thing. Like, it, it just goes to show mechanics are not 100% of everything, right? No. Like, it's important if that's what you need to make it fall. But if you can make it fall without the mechanics, who cares? Right? I mean... I think of one of my favorite players of all time, Sean Marion. He did the flick with his elbows out. And that guy is, I crossed oh, yeah. as a Hall of Famer with it. He's got himself a title and some all-stars and some accolades. So 6'7", power forward, getting a double-double in an era of Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan, and Chris Webber, and Rasheed Wallace. So just in the Western Conference, right. I could go on with him. Would you got another tweet for me? <laughs> we got another one. I got, got it all set one. up. Uh, we've got. Where did it go? Hang on. My Twitter is being uncooperative today, so bear with me here a moment. 
Okay, so this one is coming from Communipoint at Communipoint. Um, we've got more KD because I like it. Just seems like we can't go a week without talking about KD. Eh, yeah. So they're saying KD is better than Steph with their images, and what they have to say is, "Good morning to you all." Looking at ESPN's recent top 74 list, I understand Steph's impact on the game, but you cannot tell me he is a greater player than KD, especially after playing on the same team. KD is the better talent. Yes. But Steph Curry has still amazing talent while also having amazing leadership. One reason why Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. was so great with the Warriors was he didn't have to worry about the leader being a leader. He could worry about just playing basketball. He already had personalities that would yeah. take the media off him a little bit. He had Draymond Green. He had Steph Curry. He, you have Steve Kerr as your coach, who is a very vocal person. He didn't. He still had to deal with the media all the time, yeah. but he didn't have to deal with it as much because oh, Draymond Green is saying something way stupider. So go over to him, and he right. will have he and will also like, down bite that you want. That's what it would be. Yeah, and those guys were all personalities that it was like. Of course, we'd rather talk to them anyways over the guy that doesn't really want to talk to us. Yeah. That much. Like it was an easy, it was an easy out for him in terms of dealing with the media, which we he notoriously is not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I, for me, the reason that I think Steph Curry doesn't get enough credit is because Steph Curry changed basketball. Oh, yeah. 100%. He changed basketball. He changed learn how to play the game like that's huge there hasn't been that level of a shift in the way the game is played in my lifetime oh no it at least as dramatically and as quick as it did it was literally just like within a handful of seasons it was like oh we have to be able to shoot three pointers or we're not going to be able to keep up with anything there was a facebook documentary a couple years ago and it was called Steph Curry, the man who ruined basketball. And it was all about just him, like, oh, really? just him being like, yeah, I'm one of the best shooters of all time. And because of that, now everyone else has to copy what I do. But I'm always, I'm kind of curious. Of like, and- oh, go. I was just going to say, like, I, um, nope, I lost it. Go on, it'll come back. Um. <laughs> I lost mine too. Shoot. We're, oh, this is it's been it. a long week. It's been a long week. <laughs> I love Steph Curry too. He's like, Whoa. he's the last person I want to forget what I'm saying because he's one of my no, favorite. Yeah, he, oh, I know what I was going to say. If without Steph Curry, do we really think that centers are deciding, hey, I probably should add a jump shot to my game? Oh, yeah, exactly. Not even like not just a mid range, but like a three point like, shot. No. Or a three point shot. Like I'm curious. Yeah. That on, doesn't happen without. Yeah, I'm curious on players that have picked up that up as the league as it's changed. Like players like James Harden. If it wasn't such a three point heavy league, mm-hmm. what would his game turn out yeah. to be? Because his game is three point shots and free throws. That's his game. You take out yeah, your three-point shot. This is his entire identity. Yeah. 
he like yeah and i think of like this is the only i think of jonas valanciunas for the raptors he would be so great in like the early 2000s just because he plays so he's got one thing i love about he has great footwork offensively yeah, he's got great footwork in the post. I guess you got a firsthand watch so, of him. I loved watching him, but yeah. you got to see. So I'll him. tell you, there's there's a fun story. There's a fun story that most people who are not Raptors fans will not know about his footwork. Um, it's got to be four or five seasons ago now. He broke his thumb. Uh, oh yeah, and he yeah. was out for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. And instead of sitting around and rehabbing, the the staff did drills with him specifically on his footwork. And when he came back, it was such a noticeable difference. He was so much more mobile. And that's exactly that footwork on offense that you notice happened because of what he and the staff did while he was oh, while yeah. his thumb was healing from being broken. Exactly. So like- yeah, it He's still my all-time favorite Raptor. I miss him. Like, if for if you have great footwork, you don't have to be athletic. You don't mm-hmm. have to be quick. Like, Zach Randolph is the epitome of that. He had amazing footwork yeah. and just, just went through with it. And he couldn't move. But when he was in that post and he was doing up and unders and stuff like that, you know, you couldn't stop him in the post. And yeah. you couldn't. You could not slide a piece of paper yeah. underneath Zach Randolph. Um, I just wish the only issue I have with yeah. Valdez is I wish his defense would have matched up to where his offense is. Because offensively, yeah. I think he's a very well-rounded center, but defensively, yeah, agree, he's a little slow. He's a little weak. So that's my only yes. thing. But and I like him as a Raptor too. I mean, it's Raptor. not that he's just- Grids. There we go. Yeah. He's a grizzly now. Yeah. yeah and it's not just that he is physically slow. He he doesn't have the instinct. He doesn't have the same instinct for no, yeah. for defense that he has for offense. I also have a soft spot. All right. Moving on. Our next tweet is from. Next tweet. Because of who? Because we're the same age. That's one reason why I like him too. We same age. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. But we're, we're, we're age brothers. <laughs> Our next tweet is from Team Units 3R0. I'm sure that's what meant to be pronounced a different way, but hey, we're going with it. So unfortunately, this poll has already finished, so we can't vote, but I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was interesting. So, okay, I have a question to put into this hashtag GOAT debate. Who Who has the greater championship moment? Kim King James coming back from 3-1 against the Warriors or Michael Jordan flu game. So if this if this poll had still been running, where would you have voted? Oh, I got you on that one. Yes. Let's show everybody no, else what two I'm moments, seeing. Right I will have to go Jordan. I Me mean, not Jordan. I'll have to go King, King James. Because I remember watching the block and I'm Like, besides the Timberwolves fan, I've been a secondary Warriors fan for almost just as long. Also been a third-party fan of the Raptors. So, for a a while, Chris Bosh, that's that's when I started watching. Um, But 
Uh, right. When he did that block, I remember I was standing up because I was like, oh my gosh, we got the steal. Like, we're going. And he did the block, and I sat down, and I just went, it's done. It's done. I've never yeah. had a moment watching a basketball game where literally, like, not even watching Timberwolves game because we just never had that time to actually be, like, in that position. But, like, when I saw that block, I was like, this is one of those. Because when I saw that, I was like, this is one of those, like, immortalized moments that everyone that is a diehard basketball fan, they're going to be able to look back and be like, oh, I remember where I was when I watched that shit, when I watched that moment. I even had the shoe. I had the shoes that he came out right after that finals. And it was called The Witness or something like that, or We're Witnesses. Yeah. And yeah, so I had those shoes because I love as much as I hated that moment, it's still probably one of the greatest moments I have witnessed since I've started watching basketball. Yeah. That was one of the best. Yeah, moments. it transcends who your transcends who your team is, right? It's just a basketball moment. Like holy crap. You have to respect it what as just basketball happened. purist. You have to respect it because you're just I remember yeah. listening to Richard Jefferson. He was saying how, like, he was on the court at the time. He said, I just saw this black blur fly right because they're wearing their black jerseys. He said, I just saw this black blur bolt right past me. And he's like, I don't even know who it was at first. The next thing you know, I was at half court, and LeBron, who was behind me at first, was already by the hoop, and I hadn't even made it to the three-point line yet. So it's just for that, yeah. that was – I Crazy. will give – for LeBron, that was his Jor- That was a Jordan moment for him, where it was just like, yeah. okay, no, I'm not. Right. Letting this, end. this is not how it's going to end. I'm going to fix this. Right. So that was if I have right. to. So give, we're giving it to LeBron. If I have to give James a Jordan moment, that's his Jordan moment, where we yeah. screwed up. Oh gotcha. no, we didn't. Gotcha. I'm going to make sure we didn't screw up. No, we didn't. So I'm going to give it <laughs> Jordan. All right. Well. I mean, James. Ugh. That takes us into our last, our last tweet for the week. This one comes from JC Likes Sports. He's replying to at Step Back Tatum. Says Bird didn't need a super team to win rings. Okay. When he is saying that Larry Bird was better than once again Kevin Durant. Man, for somebody that hates to deal with like the public and stuff, Kevin Durant sure is talked about a lot because he on NBA the, Because he hates the social media. <laughs> and that's why everyone's like, oh wait, you don't like it? Oh, we're gonna poke the bear then. We'll do that. But he hates it and still can't stay away from it. Like oh, I know. Oh my gosh. It's just like honestly, you don't like it. Put your phone down and it'll stop. Yeah. Once you stop. You don't got to have a Twitter account. But Or better yet, you, you're you the kind of person hire someone to manage your Twitter account. Yeah, pretty much. You can, have, much. you can have the presence and not have to like get involved. Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we got to get back time. to our tweet. I, Do you agree with, I this, agree with this take? I agree with Larry Bird better than Kevin Durant because he was the leader of that team, of the Celtics team. Okay. Um, yeah. But saying Bird didn't have a super team is garbage. He had three right. other Hall of four because Bill Walton was on his team for. He had four other Hall of Famers on his team. You had Kevin McHale, who Charles Barkley will say to this day is the hardest player he's ever had to match up against. 
you had Robert Parrish, mm-hmm. who has most games in NBA history and who was just a just a workhorse. And then Dennis Johnson, who is yeah. a great point guard, great defensively. Um, no, no. Bird had help. You still need help yeah. to get to the – the only player I can ever think that didn't really have any help to get to the finals was Allen Iverson. That's the only team mm. I can think of that off the top of my head that was like it's one player, literally. Right. There's no – like there's no team really with it. Like your next best player offensively is Dikembe Matumbo. I love Dikembe. But the offense is not his thing. But he defense. He was not on the floor for his scoring. Oh, exactly. So that's the thing. Like when that's your next best score, like that's rough. And you still get to the finals with it. So, but Larry Bird is because when we're ever talking about greatest of all time, I do have to take in leadership and everything with that. When you're just talking, is a player a Hall of Famer or are they just like great in general? Yeah. You, I don't think you have to include the rings and everything like yeah. that. You you can look at the stats and be like, if you look at these and be like, oh, no, like he was good. But then when you're talking about greatest of all time, yeah. we'll be like, okay, let's look at these stats. Okay, how did that actually play out to playoffs? Did they get rings? Like what did that – that's when it takes into consideration. Were they the leader of that team or were they just getting rings at the tail end of their career? Uh, Bird yeah. put in his You work. and I agree on that because – my goat conversations, anytime somebody tries to have a conversation with me about that and they're only talking stats, I'm like, I can't, can't you even can't talk just to you. Do that with because Drake. when you're talking about when you're talking about greatness, yeah, you have to get beyond the numbers. If you wanna if like if you want me to take you seriously, you have to go beyond numbers if you're gonna talk about greatness. Oh, yeah. But you saying this made me think of something interesting about the idea of a super team. Because I'm realizing that maybe there's a little bit of a bias when it comes to did the organization build the super team or did the players decide they were gonna they were gonna join up forces? Because you mentioned that um, Larry Bird, when you get down to it, super team quality players. If you think about the Bulls, they had a big three when they had Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. Like that's a big three combination, but nobody ever, the super team thing is really applied to LeBron's Miami and after. Yeah. And that, which, and then you think of Boston's big three, like you can't ignore that big three. Yeah. That is, you yeah. have a guy who is in Kevin Garnett, who is three years out of an MVP worthy season and is still coming off of a season yeah. where he was 22 and 12. And you're still in his prime, just turned 30. And then you're getting one of the greatest shooters with Ray Allen, too, who was getting about 26, 27 the season before. No, shut the hell up. That is the beginning of, like, the new era of super teams. That was the beginning of the new yeah. era of super teams. And then even you had right, well, Rondo. Rondo. Granted, he, they got, he got drafted, so I'll get let that one slide. But still, no. You a uh. little bit of a double standard, though. So exactly. we're gonna leave it at the, at the shut the hell up because that seems just like the perfect way to end it. Yep. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you to everybody whose tweets we used this week. You guys make my job super easy. 
Uh, thank you if you're watching the replay. Don't forget to check out our podcast, Hardcore Honeys, drops every Tuesday at 1 p.m. We are finishing up uh, the last dance. So this week's episode was episodes uh, seven and eight of the last dance. Next week we'll have episodes nine and ten. If you know any women who might be interested in trying their hand at podcasting, we are looking to add someone to our team so that our name Hardcore Honeys actually makes sense again. I know so, I'm adorable, um, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a honey. I'm not a honey. I'm a hunky. I'm a hunky. Yeah. So we need we need somebody to make make our our plural make sense. So uh, shoot slide into our DMs, email us at hardcourthoneys at gmail.com if you're interested. We'd love to hear from you, and we will see you again next week. See you guys. Care.